has been a minute Woo-hoo. since we've recorded. But in all of this time that has passed between the last time we recorded and today, I have watched like two things and that would be that tweet and i finished only murders in the building and my kids and i watched better nate than ever and i thought that was just the cutest thing in the world i loved it and that's it i too watched better nate than ever because it had lots of cool new york stuff in it and i just went to new york (laughs) what i know hey fast fact if you didn't know, did you know that being a Broadway show has absolutely nothing to do with a theater being on Broadway? No. Yeah. What does it have Like, to most do of the theaters aren't even on Broadway. Like, there's hardly any theaters on Broadway. They're all on all the side streets. To be a Broadway show, you have to have, the theater has to have more than 500 seats. Oh. So And off-Broadway. I was just getting ready to ask means that. <laughs> less, means less than 500 seats, and off-off-Broadway means less than 100. So there are actual, like when people say off, off Broadway, that's like an actual defined thing. I, things I never knew until just this Right? Second. That's very interesting. I had no idea. I went to New York with a tour group and we went on this thing called The Ride. And it's like a big, almost like a big city bus, but the whole side of it is windows. And so you sit sideways like you're in a movie theater oh, cool. and you look out the window and then you have this awesome... I don't know what they call them, guide or whatever, who talks on a microphone and like points out all this uh, stuff and then, you know, tells you all the history and crap. But they are also really fun and they dress in costume and they like do a bunch of fun stuff and make jokes. And ours was awesome. I hadn't slept in like a week and a half. And then we went on the ride and it was very warm in there and I kept falling asleep. (laughs) And he called me out on it at the end. So... Uh, that's really my eyes just like would cross and then I'd be like oh my god I don't want to miss this is so good so I felt really bad and I gave him a big tip at the end because he's like and some <laughs> I, I hope you had fun and for I know he's like I hope you had fun and for some of you I hope you had a very expensive nap and looks me right in the eye and I'm like oh, I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah so there so that that's the more you know you've watched a lot of musicals and maybe not a lot of tv I did I watch a lot of TV, too. Oh. I mean, I'm a multitask- multitasker. <laughs> but Broadway shows that I saw were Moulin Rouge with Aaron Tavay. Oh, he's fabulous. Plaza Suite with Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, Matthew Broderick tested for COVID or tested positive for COVID the night we were there. And then she tested positive the oh, very next day. Boom. So we saw the last show before it closed. We saw Funny Girl with Beanie Feldstein and Jane Lynch, who are amazing. And then we saw The Little Prince, which was awful. (laughs) So there you go. But on TV, I watched a few things before we left. And then a few things when I got home. I watched Phoenix Rising on HBO. It's a documentary. It's uh, about Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, yeah. And her relationship with Marilyn Manson. And he's just literally the worst person Mm -hmm. in the world. Yep. I watched another documentary. It was a documentary. It was a, I guess they called a series. I had two parts. I think it was called Jim Will Fix It, British Horror Story on Netflix. And it's about Jimmy Savile. And oh, he was man. like this big, like, celebrity humanitarian in England. And it turns out he was a big old, they called him pedo. He's a big old pedo creep. Huh. And took advantage of a bunch of girls. Young girls. Young, young, young girls. Hmm. I also started Girl from Plainville on uh, Hulu. Mm-hmm which is the girl that talked, Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy. 
where she talked him into killing himself. I don't know. It's very dark. It's very depressing. I've fallen asleep during it multiple times because it's just so... Ugh. Um, the other two that I watched that I really enjoyed so far are just happened upon... It's called The Outlaws on Prime. And it's a series. It's written as a comedy, but there's some dark parts to it. It's by Stephen Merchant, who started and helped create The Office, the British version. And he's in it. And it's about this group of like seven people from totally different backgrounds who get put into um, community service because they did naughty things. Something really bad happens and then they kind of have to work together. And it's it's really good. I enjoyed it very much. And um, the kids have wandered in while I've been watching it and they really like it too. So I think hours, the episodes are like an hour long though. So yep. beware of that. Yep. And one that just came out today on Apple TV is Roar. Lots of really big names. Nicole Kidman, Cynthia Arroyo, however you say her last name, Issa Rae, and all sorts of really good big stars. Little 30-minute episodes are like, I don't think they're connected at all, but it's just, like the very first one is called The um, the Woman Who Disappeared, and it's really good. I enjoyed it very much. So check that out, because it just came out today. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but it came out on Friday. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's it. That's, I mean, there's lots more. I probably watched a lot more, but that's it. <laughs> well, because we had talked about doing The Girl from Plainville for the podcast, but that's exactly what I was thinking, that it was going to be too dark and it would be really hard for us to find any humor. And it seems yeah. like that is true. There's no redeemable characters in it. And I know they're based on real people, so I hate saying that. Right. What, what they went through is awful. Well, if you watch the documentary on HBO, I recommend you go do that. I love was I love you now die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Conrad had his problems too, but like in this, he's just like not even like I'm like, oh, this guy, he's awful. This girl, she's awful. So, and it's really bad because I love Al Fanning. I think she's yeah. great. And then the guy that's playing Conrad right. was the original Connor on Broadway for Dear Evan Hansen. And he's like a very great singer. He looks so he's, familiar. Like I know I've seen him yeah, and stuff, but I could not. He place was him. in something else. Uh, I just looked it up too because I was like, where have I seen him before? I don't remember now. Yeah. Anyway, so we decided not to do that. And what we decided to do, and if you listen to our last episode, we already told you. And if you didn't listen to our last episode, what are you even doing with right. your life? But we are going to cover pieces of her on Netflix. Now, this is a very exciting moment for me. Because I actually wrote a book. I cannot believe it. I, I used to be a prolific reader. And then something happened to me. And like I just can't sit down and read a book anymore. But I decided I'm going to read this book. Because I thought it would be cool if like one of us is going into this completely blind. Like no idea you know, what's going to happen. And then one of us would have read the book and can kind of compare and contrast and maybe alert you to details that watching it and not have read it, you may not key into and just and be like, okay, this is going to be important. So remember that. So yeah, but it is your turn to start us off. This is called episode one, crazily enough. No titles. I don't see that they nope. any of the any nope. of them had names. No, other than no numbers. fun names. Didn't we do one that didn't have episode titles and we made up funny probably i think it was the center we did that for maybe probably (laughs) okay okay let's kick this sucker off so we get a quick little scene at the beginning of this we see a little girl in rain boots and she's like hiding in a shed or somewhere 
and it's snowing out and she's kind of breathing hard. We don't really see her and she's peeking through the wood slats of the shed like she's hiding from somebody. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I'm, apparently we'll get back to that. I don't know. Fast forward, rewind, who knows? Unclear. We're at a 911 dispatch center and it's third shift and our little dispatcher, Andy, is answering a call from Patty who is real angry about a trash panda tearing up her neighborhood. <laughs> Apparently, Patty's a frequent caller to call about this trash panda. Andy is unsympathetic really and just doodling pictures of raccoons i was like that's so rude <laughs> and apparently andy does this a lot because her like little desk area is covered in post-it notes with these little doodles and she's scrolling instagram and she's completely ignoring patty who gets pissed off and hangs up because she's like this is some bullshit the bureaucracy fuck the patriarchy and raccoons so andy's really good at her job obviously <laughs> So at, at the end of the night, she just she goes and gets on her bike and rides home. And I was like, she lives on an island or something near water. Uh, I'm sure we'll get more. I don't understand. So she rides her bike up to this cute little house with teal trim and shutters. And she goes and parks it in this very organized garage. I mean, like, very organized garage. This house is located right on the water. I don't know if this is a river. I don't know if this is an ocean. I don't know. But apparently Andy lives in the guest house off of the main house. And it's just kind of like a one-room studio. This room is a mess. She has clothes everywhere. There's bras hanging in her shower. She comes home and she doesn't even bother to come out of her uniform. She has to pee. So she goes to pee and she has no toilet paper because she's winning at being an adult. So she goes out, goes up to the main house and finds the hide a key under a plant to go steal toilet paper. She also helps herself to a big jar of Jif peanut butter and then goes back to her room and eats it with a spoon because she is an animal. That's so freaking gross. She's looking at her phone and she gets a text from her friend who says happy birthday. So apparently it's her birthday and asks if she's still taking care of her mom. And Andy says, no, my mom's better. And then the friend asks if she's coming back to New York City. And Andy replies, why? I can fail rent free right here. And I was like, oh, Andy's living her not so best life Mm -hmm. right now. Now we click over to Tony Collette. We are not given her name at this point, but her name is Laura. And she is saying, hi, can I help you? To this man who comes up and he's trying to ask her for help because he's lost his phone. But he can't find the words for phone. He can't find his words for lost. And she's just smiling at him. So he starts to stutter and then he gets really mad and he blows up and throws things and... She comes over and she's like, okay, it's it's fine. We'll just use center your breath. Apparently, this is a veterans affairs uh, place. And she is role playing this lost phone situation with him. And she says, let's just catch our breath and we're going to try it again. So back at the house, Annie's in the kitchen loading the dishwasher. I think she's probably just putting her spoon in there because I don't feel like she loads the dishwasher a lot. And as she's doing that, she looks over and there's framed pictures on the wall of this house. And one is an older picture that, and it's like a handmade frame. It says, I love my daddy. And then it's got a picture of a dude in it. And next to that is a graduation picture. And there is Tony Collette and another man and Andy standing together. It's Andy's graduation picture. So Laura comes home and says, happy birthday. And I was like, is it the end of the day? Because it was just third shift morning a second ago. How quick is Laura's work days? Because they don't seem very long. No. I was like, this is, I was like, does mom work third shift? This is so unclear. Apparently it's Andy's 30th birthday. She looks like she's maybe 21. Mm-hmm. So I'm confused. Mom asks her if she's up for lunch and asks her if she wants to change out of her dispatch uniform deal. Because she's dressed kind of like a cop. And Andy says, nope. And I was like, Andy sounds like she's so much fun. Like, can't wait to go to her this birthday lunch with her. Yes. 
And I was like, well, she's been up all night. Should they have, like, birthday breakfast and, like, make this a little easier on everyone? But apparently not. I don't know what's up with that little girl in the shed or barn or whatever with the snow. That is not in the books at all. So I don't understand it. I guess we'll get an explanation at some point. Okay. So we're at lunch now. And channeling my daughter, Andy, is sketching on her napkin because my daughter does that all the time. Laura is telling her that if she's bored at work, she should do something that actually interests her. She should go back to school. You don't seem happy. Andy's like, sorry, I don't know what to do with my life. I'm not perfect like you. You've always known what you wanted to do. She says, maybe my dad was the fuck up. I must have gotten it from somewhere. Laura says, Jerry. So I guess Andy's dad's name is Jerry. Jerry was smart and funny and he adored you. How dare you? Andy says she can't remember anything about him. Laura offers to pay for therapy. Andy says she's fine. She's Shauna fine. That's my new thing from now on. Everybody's going to be Shauna fine. Laura notices this young guy sitting at a table behind them. And he's like staring at them really intensely. She asks Andy if she knows him. And she's like, nope. So then we're back to the whole Andy's life situation. Laura says it's her fault that Andy had to come home. Apparently, Laura was sick and Andy had come home to help her. Laura tries to convince her to go back to New York. Andy is not at all interested in that. Laura tells her she loves her and she's beautiful and brilliant and I know you'll find your way. Suddenly, lunch is interrupted by Betsy and her daughter, Shelly, and they walk up to the table. Introductions all around. Betsy says how Laura helped her father so much and apparently, apparently, have you seen the Apparently Boy video? Mm, no, I don't think so. Oh my god. After we're done with this, go look up the Apparently Boy. It is the funniest thing you have ever seen. Anyway, every time I say apparently, I think of him. Apparently, Andy is a speech-language pathologist, and she had worked with Betsy's father at some point. They're talking about how Shelly is going to go to med school. Hear that, Andy? <laughs> Andy's like, yeah, that's great. So she just gets up and walks away. I'm like, how freaking rude. As she's walking away, that guy who was watching their table passes by her and he raises a gun at Shelly and fires. R.I.P. Shelly. Everyone in the restaurant understandably panics and is screaming and hiding. And Andy turns around and sees Laura is like running towards her like a linebacker. Shoves her down on the ground. Betsy is cradling Shelly on the floor and the guy shoots her too. Everything is quiet. Everybody's scared shitless. The guy turns around and walks towards Andy and Laura. But some guy's phone starts to talk, like his Alexa or whatever, I don't know, starts to talk. Siri? Okay. So he's obviously trying to call for help, and he shoots him in the back of the head, which does not happen in the book, and I don't know why they decided to put that in the show. But anyway, uh, so he again is walking towards Andy and Laura, and he says, get up, pig. So... He obviously thinks that Andy is a cop because, as we said, she's working at the dispatch. She's wearing a uniform that looks very much like a cop. And Laura realizes what's happening. And she stands up. She tells him, look, she does not have a gun. She's not a cop. She answers phones for them. So you can go now. And he is pissed. Like, he had a plan. He was going to go in there. He was going to shoot whoever. And then he thought Andy would shoot him. Suicide by cop. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, wrap it all up in a tight little bow. But nope. So then somehow, this all happens very quickly. She shoves his gun away. And it goes off. And he turns back to shoot at her. And it's empty. 
also, again, I'm going to be that person. There is a huge part missing here that in the books was super, super important. And I guess maybe they're just going to leave that whole thing out. But anyway, it was very jarring. I was like, wait a minute. I'll mention it later if they ever get into it, what they left out. So she screams at Andy to go get out of here, run. And the guy pulls out a knife. He came prepared. He's Mm -hmm. going to stab Laura, but she raises up her hand and the knife goes right through her palm. And they're just sitting there for a couple seconds, like da 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 you know, elevator music comes on. And then she jerks the knife away out of his hand and then she slits his throat. Didn't happen like that at all in the book and that was also a really huge point of contention in the book. And I don't know why they are changing all this stuff, but anyway, he falls to the floor, he's dead. End scene. Well the cops have arrived. I mean not a moment too soon mm-hmm. with this whole Siri trying to call. Andy is applying pressure to her mother's hand and it's not going great. Laura is saying she's cold and then she asks if it's snowing. And I was like, because of the girl in the shed? Is she the little girl in the shed? I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> and then Laura says, oh, he's coming back. And Andy's like, okay, my mom has lost a lot of blood. She's crazy. And she's like, you're safe, mom. And she thinks her mom is talking about the gunman. But we know she's not because we're not stupid. So the EMTs arrive and Laura like comes through enough to say and says, Andy, don't talk to the police. And I was like, what's up, mom? What, what we hiding? So then they go to the hospital and the guy from the graduation picture arrives and hugs Andy. And he says they're just and she's like so happy to see him. He says they're just waiting on the plastic surgeon to come in for her mom. And then we cut to mom. Um, a nurse is assessing Laura's fingers to see if she feels anything. And she says barely because obviously we went through some tendons and shit in that palm. Mm-hmm. And the knife is still lodged in her hand. It's like still just chilling there. And her phone rings and she looks over it in the other hand and it says Charlie Bass and she sighs. And I was like, I don't know who Charlie is, but this is not the best time to be calling. Meanwhile, above her on the TV is a news report and it's telling kind of what happened. And it shows a picture of Laura and it says her name is Laura Oliver. She's a speech language pathologist and a long-term resident of Belle Isle. So they live on an island or peninsula or something. And she's a clinician at the Veterans Affairs office. And then it says, like, and she's at this hospital right here. And I was like, they might as well have given her goddamn room number. And, like, what color her underwear was. Because this is a very specific newscast. So Laura freaks out because, obviously, Laura's been in some shit. And now people will know where she's at. So out in the waiting room, Andy is drinking a soda. It kind of looks like a Sprite or a ginger ale. And I was like, you've been up all fucking night. Down some Mountain Dew, sweetheart. And then the guy from the picture, I mean, we obviously know he's some kind of something i mean like her he was with her mom or something it's unclear until we get into it he tells her to go home and go to bed and she says she's concerned because her mom thought it was snowing and told her not to speak to and oh boom here's two detectives that show up and say hi we're here from savannah and we are assisting the investigation and want to speak in private and i was like how far are they from savannah obviously we're like in the south georgia Mm -hmm. area but how far is belle isle from savannah that these people will just randomly show up. It doesn't feel like this is a huge case, right. you know, for local. Oh, it's weird. So these are what I'm thinking. So dude introduced himself. He says it's Gordon Oliver. He's Andy's stepdad and Laura's ex-husband. And he says that Andy's tired. She's been up all night. And then this happened. She's not ready to talk to cops. And the cops are like, well, what? we just need you to fill in some blanks. And then they start telling us that the shooter's name was Jonah Hellslinger. And I was like, Hellslinger. Huh. <laughs> 
And apparently Shelly, before she was going off to her pediatric oncology thing, broke up with him three weeks ago and he didn't take it well because he's a piece of shit. And he thought that Andy was a cop and wanted a suicide by cop, which we all kind of sort of figured out. But they're like, we have some questions. It was about something your mom did. Um, did she serve in the military? Because someone recorded what happened rather than calling 911 because people suck. Mm-hmm. This cop pulls out the phone and like starts showing Andy the video. And it's like super graphic and not cool. And just at that exact same moment, because it's TV and this is how things happen, Laura is wheeled out of her room for some reason. And she's just got a bandage on her hand. And I was like, there's no way they would have just put her in a fucking wheelchair I don't know. I just don't see it. And she's watching, like, this starting to go down with the cops. And they're asking Andy, like, what did your mom say when she used the knife? And all of a sudden, Laura's like, Andy! Because, like, she told her not to talk to cops. Here she's obviously talking to cops. She doesn't listen. So Andy, like, runs to her, like, oh, my mom! So the cops want to speak to Laura. And she says, no, I'm too tired. And Gordon says, hey, listen, I will have my office call you and schedule an appointment. And the cops look at each other like, this bitch. And they say, well, whatever, sure. So, I don't know. Is Gordon a a lawyer? I don't don't know. know. Doesn't know. I honestly don't don't know. (laughs) And then Laura says she's just going home. Even though she just got out of parent hand surgery, she's obviously awake. She didn't get any anesthesia, apparently. There's no way they put her under. They were just, they just numbed her up and she was, like, watching TV. She's a bad bitch. Yeah. So, (laughs) she tells Gordon to drive her around back because there's so many news vans out front because she wants to go. And I was like, you just... They're not, there's somebody here would be arguing with you right now. A nurse, somebody would be like, no, the doctor doesn't want you to go. And then she'd have to fight the whole, well, I'm signing myself out. But none of this happens because it's TV. So she wastes no time asking Andy, what did you tell the cops? And Andy says, nothing. I really, I didn't tell him anything. Let's just get you home. And Laura's like, I don't like this kind of attention. I don't want to do this. You should have never come back. So back to the mom was something was wrong with mom, whatever. So she tells Andy to meet Gordon and then she will be there in a minute. So Andy walks through the nurse's station, and apparently there's just, like, TVs all over this nurse's station. I know, station. right? <laughs> and I was like, these people may be watching less TV and working, but... There's not one TV in any part of the hospital that I ever go to, so this this was wild to me. And, I mean, if they were watching less TV, they wouldn't have let her just sign herself out. <laughs> they were like, no, it's fine, the nurse is getting ready to come on. You get, get, get... I know. So Laura is all over the TV, and it has gone viral. They make a point of saying viral a lot, because I think the people that wrote this just learned what that word meant. <laughs> so around back... Mom gets pushed out in a wheelchair out to Gordon's waiting car. She's still in her fucking gown. She doesn't have, like, her clothes. And I don't know. And they've already somehow got her prescription. I was like, what magical (laughs) hospital is this? Because I need to go there. They dump her out of the chair. They're like, yeah, we need this. We only have, like, three. And just leave her there. (laughs) And we need to sit in them and watch TV. So move it along, lady. So they get Laura in the car and she's immediately in take charge. She's like, Andy, you're going to stay at Gordon's for tonight. And by the way, you need to move out. And, and, and Andy's like, oh, very funny. She's like, I'm serious. You need to start your life. You need to be out of this house tonight. And Andy's like, why? Why are you doing this? And I was like, because you're annoying and you don't change your clothes and you're really messy. And you keep but stealing her toilet very- paper. I mean, fuck. <laughs> This seems abrupt. And Laura just tells her, you're an adult. It's time to start acting like one. I was like, that 30th birthday clock is a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, this is actually, this all happened before they even got in the car. Oh, my God. I missed that. No, don't worry about it. They get in Gordon's car and Laura lies down in the back because the place is just flooded with news vans Mm -hmm. and they don't want anybody to see her leaving the hospital when she shouldn't be leaving a hospital. I don't know. 
I'm glad that you caught that because I was, <laughs> I was just like, maybe she's really tired. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even realize that she's ducking down because of all the news fans. Oh, anyway. So, again, we are watching the news, and there is a man watching it and drinking a glass of bourbon. We don't see his face. This shot is, like, over his shoulder. Gray-haired dude. Yeah. Because I first thought it was Gordon. I was like, what happened to his hair? Oh, it's not him. (laughs) He walks out of this palatial house and out into the backyard overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge. He's on the phone with someone and asks, have you seen the news? Everyone's seen the news. Hello, everyone on this show watching. It's viral. God damn it. Yeah. It's viral. He says, we've got a problem. It's her. Back at Laura's house, Andy and Gordon help her walk in and she tells Andy, all right, chop, chop, time to pack. <laughs> Andy goes up to her apartment and barfs because she's like, God, I really have to be an adult now, don't I? And then she proceeds to have some graphic flashbacks of the diner. So she takes a shower to wash that. Wearing all her jewelry, which really bothered me. Mm. Take your fucking earrings out. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why that bothered me so much. I was like, take your jewelry off. I keep my rings on in the shower. I don't. Mm. Everything gets wet under there and it's gross. Okay, anyways. In the main house is what I called it. Gordon is helping Laura put on a shirt. And it's here that we see a mastectomy scar on her right breast and notice that she has not had any reconstructive surgery. So now we know that Laura had breast cancer and that's why Andy came back to help her. You said that so much better because I was like, she is missing a boob. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Uh, (laughs) I'm so glad you got that part because I would have not been that nice about it. I'm... Thank you. Anyway. Well, okay, here's my next sentence, and we can try to decipher this together. She tells Gordon home with him. (laughs) What? She wants him to take Andy home with him. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know, but, like, I definitely didn't write anything (laughs) of that sort. She tells Gordon that Andy is going to come home with him. She's trying to help her. She's trying to, you know, it's time for the baby bird to fly out of the nest. Laura says, I knew that boy was going to do something. I saw it in his eyes. He tells her to call them, the elusive, undefined them. She nods. He tells her to get some rest and he leaves. So Andy is scrolling through social media now. Goes, sure. She's not packing. <laughs> no. She is com- not packing. She's like, packing. fuck that. She must be joking. She's not going to make me move. There are tons of comments about why the cop didn't shoot this guy and how the police in this country are useless. And she's like, uh, I'm the worst. I'm not actually a cop. So you would think that information would have gotten out with this viral right. video as well. Who Uh-oh. expects a dispatcher right. to be like, ah, I'm going to become full Schwarzenegger here and take shit down. She's not carrying Whatever. a gun. Hello, no holster, no nothing. Look at her. So Gordon bangs on the door and brings her a sandwich. He comes inside and they toast to Andy's birthday. Andy says 30 sucks. And I was like, I mean, I got to admit, this is a really shitty 30th birthday, but just wait until 40, sweetheart. You ain't seen nothing yet. (laughs) Andy is upset because she didn't do anything to help in the diner. But like, what would she have done, honestly? Right. She has no skills. No. She's going to doodle his face. I mean, what is she going <laughs> to exactly. do? She says, I saw what she did, but it just doesn't feel real. Gordon says that her mom is scared and loves her so much. And she's like, okay, then why is she kicking me out? He says, you know, this is how she deals. She shuts down. She pushes people away. Gordon sits beside her on the bed and offers for her to stay with him tonight. I like how it's like the mom's like, you're going to stay with Gordon. And Gordon's definitely the parent that I think 
coddles her a little bit more. Laura seems to be the one that's kind of the no-nonsense parent. She says okay when he suggests it, but not Laura, which I also thought was funny. She's going to pack some stuff, and she'll ride her bike over. And he tells her to hurry up because it looks like the weather is getting ready to turn bad. We hear Laura's voice asking if it's snowing, like it's like a voiceover. And then we see an older girl hiding in the same barn. So apparently that's going to be important on the show. I thought it was the same kid. Is it the I same? I thought it was the same kid. I don't know. I, I thought tell. it was. But you only I, see I like little totally slits of her through the yeah. slats. Slits of her through the slats. Okay, Kelly. So I assume that this is baby Andy because this is something that's coming to her in a dream. Right. So it's yes. not like this is mom. Yes. This was, which I thought was a, in the first part, but apparently not. Right. So. so Andy wakes up and so, yeah, so we know this is a dream and she's kind of mixing the two. Laura's voice asking if it's snowing, but we see the girl, Andy, hiding in the barn. I don't know. She wakes up, realizes she's fallen asleep. It's like four o'clock in the morning or something. Two thirty in the morning. Okay. Weather is terrible. It's pouring rain. It's storming. She texts Gordon to tell him that she fell asleep. She's fine. Don't wait up. I wonder how much time has passed, how long she slept for, because Gordon has not tried to call her or text her, like, where the hell are you? Wait, and, okay, wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait a second. Now I'm thinking about this. Okay, she came home from work. It was morning time. It was yes. third shift. So she came home at, like, 7, 8 in the morning. Right. They went to lunch. Next thing you know, they're in the hospital. It's dark out. How long were they in the fucking hospital? Well, because they came out of the hospital, it was dark out, and then she went to sleep. And now it's 2.30 in the morning. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah, the timeline so is she hasn't, unclear. Is, is weird. It's weird. And she has been up for, like, more than 24 hours, so I'm sure she is exhausted and she slept, but it's still weird. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, let's see. Okay, so she packs a small bag with some clothes and a sketchbook. She grabs her keys and her phone and heads out. She grabs a picture of her dad, too. Oh, random. This is not biking weather. She goes to the garage. She gets This has made me so mad. I was like, why wouldn't you wait out the rain or call or tell Gordon I'm coming in the morning? Call a cab. I mean, Belle Isle's got right. another it's cab. Right, it's so weird. I, I mean, it is torrentially raining. Right. So she goes into the garage to get her bike because a little rain isn't going to hold Andy back from her biking. She drops her phone and she bends down to pick it up. And when she does, she sees a shadow. And then she looks and sees a guy in a black hoodie looking in the window of the garage. He does not see her, though. She happened to bend down in the exact spot of the garage where he can't see her. She hears glass breaking, so she decides to go see what's happening. She's like, yeah, all of a sudden she's going to get that. What were we saying she was before? Going to do Terminator. I, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. So now she's decided she's Arnold Schwarzenegger. She finds the glass broken on the side door that leads to the kitchen. So she creeps in. She hears Laura asking, who are you? What do you want? And he says, oh, I don't want your money. Paula was right. And she starts to say, Paula Cundy. But he tells her to shut up. Puts a plastic bag over her head and starts to suffocate her. So, yeah, he's tied to her to a chair and he's putting the shopping bag over her head. And then Andy texts 911. Is that a thing? Can you text 911? You can. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. Oh, good. Well, there you go. In some places, I don't like, I don't think I could do it here because my 911, it takes you to like a dispatch center that's not local and then they have to because we're yeah, so Yeah, that's wrong. what I have here too. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I have too. So, okay. But fancy Belle Isle, they can do that. <laughs> so instead of texting, like, this guy that recorded this video could have recorded it and texted at the same time. It would have been great. Anyways, so she texts 911, and then 
Of all things, she grabs the paper towel holder, which I thought was the most random thing to grab in the house. And she walks over and she's like, <gasps> and clubs the guy over the head. And then she grabs his gun and Laura manages to free one of her hands. And then she pulls the bag off of her head. And Andy and the guy are kind of like struggling and the gun goes off. And so then Andy beats the guy in the head with the gun. Like she dropped the paper towel holder and just grabbed the gun and beat him with it. And I don't know. He's knocked out. He's dead. Unclear. So Laura tells her, Laura is like completely calm. She's like, um, okay, get up. And you're okay. Everything's fine. And Andy's like, yeah, the cops are on the way. And she's like, wait, did you call 911? Ah, shit. She's like, help cut me free. Go through that guy's pockets for me. We don't have much time. Andy's freaking out like, I don't touch this guy's pockets. What if he wakes up? Or what if he's dead and I'm touching dead people? Meanwhile, Laura is digging in a desk drawer and grabs something that's been taped to the bottom of the desk above the drawer in the back. And she tells Andy to find the guy's car and to drive to Carrollton. She's like, here. And she hands her the thing from the drawer. She says, there's money, a phone, and a key card in this thing. I need you to go to a storage place in Carrollton called Get em and Go and look for storage unit 320. And she's like, okay. Andy is in shock. So I don't understand. And she's like, are you listening? 320. Repeat it back. And I was like, wow, mom is on it. She's like, I have a car there. Get in the car. Head all the way north until you hit Maine. Find a hotel in Camden and just stay there. And Andy's like, I want to call Gordon. She's like, you can't talk to Gordon. You don't have a phone. Remember, it went under some heater or something in the garage. It's gone forever. Don't text. Don't use the car's GPS. Don't talk to anyone until you hear my voice on this phone that I'm handing you right now. Andy is me. She's like, what is happening? What is happening? Why does he want to hurt you? And she's like, I will explain all that when I call you. So that's it. And Andy's like, what about the police? She's like, it's better if you aren't here. I will call you when it's safe. When I call, you can come home. You have got to go. So Andy goes running off sobbing into the night. I like... Like, arms flailing, little kid crying. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, it's not raining. So she'd waited, like, five fucking seconds. Yeah. She could have rode her bike and been fine. Police sirens are wailing in the distance, and Andy is just running and trying the keys in every nearby car. And I was like, doesn't it have a fob? You can go boop, yes, boop, and find exactly it. that's exactly what I was thinking. But she's trying every nearby car. She can't find it. Finally, she notices a truck kind of parked around the corner, and it has Florida plates. And she tries the key, and it opens. She gets in... And she goes to turn it on, and they're like, it's blaring music. She's like, fuck! <laughs> so she turns it down, and then she ducks down and hides because the police cars are going by. And then she starts driving off, looking like a crazy wild animal. She's driving, she's driving, and then she stops in the middle of the road and looks at the sign behind her that says, Entering Bell Isle. Why do people do that in movies all the time? Because we have to make it clear that she's mm. never going back there, uh. that she's leaving forever. And then she takes off towards Carrollton, apparently. I was like, I hope she knows how to get to Carrollton, because she's not allowed to use her GPS, so... <laughs> I can't even get to the next county over without my GPS. That would be a real problem. I know. I'm like, um, good luck to you going from Georgia to Maine without a GPS. Just head towards right, just the north, I guess. Go northeast or something. Yeah, a couple of things. In the book, it's a cast iron skillet that she grabs and whacks this guy in the head with. One good whack and like dents the side of the guy's head and he is super duper dead. Why couldn't they have done that? Why did they change it to a paper towel holder? That's what I'm saying. They're changing things that are so just minuscule and stupid. Also, in the book, she tells her to drive to Idaho. I think it's Idaho. It's either Idaho or Indiana. Definitely not Maine. So, I'm like, again, it's just like a little thing. And I'm like, why? Why change that? And then there's one part where she is going around the neighborhood that is important that will come up again later. She's looking in all of these cars and trying to find the one that this key works to. She goes to a black truck and she looks in and she sees a rabbit's foot 
hanging from the rearview mirror. And that seems very insignificant at the time, but it will come back later. So I just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. I know. I noticed it and I didn't write it down, but I was like, oh, that's weird. If but, I had not yep. known that it comes back later, it would not have made an impression on me because it's very brief. But anyway, that's the end of episode one of Pieces of Her. This is a really, really good book. So I'm hoping this is going to be a really, really good series. I mean, I love Toni Collette. She very rarely does stinkers. I mean, heredity. Hereditary. 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 Yeah. That's a fucked up movie. Uh Um, But she's still really good at it. Uh, I actually don't think that she's going to be in this series very much. Oh, is it all Andy? I hate Andy. No. And it's it's flashbacks. Yeah. 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 Okay. I have not read the book. Going in completely blind, my theories, there are several. Either she's in witness protection or she was like some kind of like Jason Bourne type of person that was like, she was killing every damn buddy. She's like the bride from Kill Bill. And then she yeah. got pregnant and she ran away. <laughs> and now she's hiding this in this dude from the picture, the the dad. You know, that's like a the came with a frame. That was not her real dad. That's just some random picture. <laughs> yeah. And that like. The guy at the Golden Gate Bridge is like her dad who doesn't either realize that he has a kid or something. He just wants to kill her, Laura, because she did things. I don't know. Those are my theories. I'm not going to say anything because I do know who all these people are. And so I'm going to zip it. Keep my mouth shut. Um, but I'm liking that the episodes are 45 minutes. That's yeah, my Yeah, I enjoy that immensely. I, I do too. But anyway, uh, so nobody has emailed us yet to tell us about a fun accent that they can do which is super disappointing you losers losers. so maybe you could tell us can you text 911 where you live because i think that is a pretty cool thing um what's your go-to implement to club somebody with from your kitchen (laughs) i gotta tell you cast iron skillet is a good option but they are heavy so you you really got to make sure you can wield it appropriately i think i'm going for my knife block and just yeah that's what i would have done Mm -hmm. but see because i have a cast iron skillet that i've never used so i would have to like dig through my pants (laughs) to get it out and he would probably notice so i'd have to go with something else mine is hanging on a hook right by my cooktop so i could just slide it right off but it's very heavy and i have skipped arm day for the last 42 <laughs> years so i'm just gonna go ahead and say that i don't think i'd be good with a cast iron skillet i'm going for my butcher knife i couldn't even do like the hot water because my <laughs> sink is so fucked up because like hold on man hold on hold on oh it's kind of warm gonna be so right. sorry in like five minutes <laughs> That and the plumber guy that I had to come in to see what was wrong with my water broke my faucet. So now it only does the spray hose thing. So it just shoots fucking everywhere. Hold on. It's really wet. The floor is slippery. Don't fall. <laughs> Takes three God times damn. as long to fill anything up. It's just... <laughs> just spraying everywhere. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, so now that everybody's going to come to my house and try to kill me because it's going to be so super easy. Don't come to mind. I will just throw a cat at somebody. Yeah. Like, ah! Just pick an animal off the floor. <laughs> Anyone. Just You've got enough to choose from. It's true. I could start. I could pick up several. I could just like start. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, yes, please let us know what you would whack a hooded stranger in your house <laughs> with. And you can tell us that in several different locations like where, Tiffany? Oh, my gosh. It's been a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to our website at thatsooriginalpodcast.com. Send us an email at thatsooriginalpodcast at gmail.com. Go to Facebook and Instagram and check out our awesome memes at That's So Original Podcast on both. Huh. Weird. And then you could go to Twitter and really change it up at that so Pod and check us out there. Like and review us on iTunes. Follow us. Pledge your devotions on Spotify and Stitcher and all of those places. I don't know. Is there anything else? Because if you're not talking to us in one of those places, what is wrong with you? What did we do to you? Why don't you like us anymore? We are hilarious and you are missing out. That's all I'm going to say. Truly. Well, I may have recruited another listener at work. So we'll see. You know what? Here's a test. Casey, if you are listening, here's your shout out that I promised you. So we'll see if she says anything. Okay, there you go. Hey, Casey. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Casey? Your grade depends on this. Okay. Yeah. That's it. What she said. <laughs> I will be grading you as well. I don't have any idea about your skills, but on whether you listen to us or not, and then I will judge you accordingly. Mm-hmm, <laughs> that's all entirely what your grade is going to be dependent on. Did you hear this right now? Anyway. Okay. Well, we will be back next time, next week hopefully, with episode two of Pieces of Her. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-b